Blog Talk Radio. Yep, she knows sports. Check out Brittany and Princess on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This duo gives it to you straight with no chasers. If you can handle it, tune in and get your sports news, opinions, and so much more every week from She Knows Sports. Intensity is not a perfume. Join us Thursdays on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Miss Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Miss Princess. How are you today? I'm doing good, Miss Brittany. How are you? I'm doing well. It is hot. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) It is that. You know, in Miami, I think they've had 10 or 11 straight days over 100. And in Arizona, I think they're at 16 or 17. So that's how. Um, Oh, my goodness. This humidity. 117. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and we live on this side with the humidity, and I think it's 93 yeah. up here, something like that. I'm steaming, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. We're we going to get through it. It's okay. Fall is right around the corner. Thank goodness. Fall and spring are my seasons, by the way. So, <laughs> so uh, Princess, you ready to talk some sports? Let's do it, Brittany. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Princess, so during the course of this summer, as we all know, it is NBA Summer League time. And I really Mm -hmm. just want to get your thoughts um, after seeing this young man play two Summer League games, um, which is the number one overall draft pick, Victor. And I say Wimby because Wimby, Wimby, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call him Wimby. Okay. Um, He was shut down by the Spurs. What are your thoughts? Oh, also, he did recently say that he thinks, after playing these two summer league games, that overseas is way more physical than here. Wow. (laughs) Well, I thought he looked out of place in his first game. Um, I thought the game was faster than him, and I thought he tried to do some things and dribble the ball and, you know, make some plays. And and they they quickly stole the ball from him. I I thought the players around him um, were much quicker than he in that first game. I thought he settled in um, in the second game and made an impact. You can not not make an impact with 27 points and I think 11 rebounds or even more than that. So he settled in. But um, he's not going to make a whole lot of friends, um, Brittany, by saying that he thinks the game is more, more physical overseas. Um, and I think he's going to have to make some adjustments. Overall, I was not impressed. He lived up to the hype at all. Now, um, you know, Pop is going to shut him down. And, and, and so obviously Pop saw enough of what he wanted to see. And I, I would defer to him any day of the week for the NBA. But for all the hype, and, and he was the next best thing since LeBron James, I was not impressed. Yeah, it's I said this before. I was like, with all that expectation, he had a crazy amount of expectation put on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. To me, he, he did not live up to the height in neither game. I know the second game he played much better, um, but I still don't think he lived up to the height in neither game. He no. does have, He's very talented. He is a very talented player, and you can see that. But there are things he's going to have to work on. 
Now, for him to only play two summer league league games, and you already saying that overseas is way more physical than here, sir, young man, you haven't even played against the real guys. These are some of the league guys. These are guys who are trying <laughs> to make the team. This yeah. league is not supposed to be as physical as overseas because, again, those are the pro pros overseas, and the NBA guys are pros, not the summer league guys. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he's going to have a rude awakening once he steps on that court and he realized based on his size, especially when he has to bang if they put him down low with the Joel Embiid, the Nikolai Jokic, and uh, uh, those, and the Anthony Davises, those type of guys, the Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, mm-hmm. those are some strong physical type players. Um, and he looked like he weighs about two <laughs> two pounds. Um, yeah. So here's here's my thing though. The first game, just to go back to the first game, as we've seen, it was it was terrible. But what what showed us he has to put on strength, weight. He mm-hmm. has to feed his muscles. I don't know if he'll ever really look bigger, but he some somehow has to uh, 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 gain some more muscle because they were pushing him around. That was the more physical game that he was in. They oh, were yeah. pushing him around. That second game, he was able to get what he wanted because they were not as physical with him. Hmm. And that's the key. When we watched Kevin Durant, most times in the regular season or sometimes in the playoffs, those teams aren't as physical. But the one team he came across the one or two times, which is the Boston Celtics, they were extremely physical with him. And it threw him off his game. And I think that's what Wimby's going to have to experience. But I'm not going to discredit the young man. Um, I'm still going to give him a chance. But slow your roll, young man, slow your roll. Yeah, I'm going to give him a chance too, Brittany, but um, I'm not impressed. I wasn't impressed with his size, and I'm not impressed with his size. He's going to have to put on a little bit of weight, you know. And I see Chet Holmgren, you know, gained 13 pounds from last year to this year as he tries to make his comeback. He didn't – I don't think he played um, a minute last year. They shut him down even before the season got started. But Wimbiana supposedly has a a different skill set and can shoot the three and can dribble the ball and bring it up at seven. And now we've set him on seven feet, three and a half inches. Um, He's going to have to get a little bit of girth. He can't play, I don't care what position, shooting forward um, or power forward um, or center. He can't play with LeBron James, the Anthony Davis, the, the Lucas. He can't play with that group. Um, and then to come into the season or to lead up to it, you know, they're not as physical. I, I agree. Slow your roll just a little bit. But he's going to – there, and I and I think that Pop is the best one to develop him, but I hope that he puts on some, some, some pounds. He looks really thin. He looks really yeah, thin. He's, he's extremely thin. I think he looks more thin than um, when Giannis first came into the league. Well, mm-hmm. I guess he's kind of on a Chet homegrown type level as far as thinness. But hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, he'll get good trainers who will feed his muscles. And here's the key. You don't want him to gain too much weight because then he'll slow down. He won't be able to move the same way. And an exactly. injury can always uh, – it can create injury. He's already a big guy as far as height. Mm-hmm. Seven and three and a half, seven and four. We have seen this type of player in years past. I don't – it's kind of weird when people say say – We've never seen this type of player before. Are you sure? Yes, I think yeah. we have. 
we have is just that they never worked out because of injury, and that's been the main mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. They don't last long. Yes, we have. Um, you know, a la Yao Ming, and, and I wasn't fussing when Yao Ming came into the NBA. He didn't need to gain anyway. He did get a little bit more girth, but he was heavy enough. Um, you know, Shaq had, had this type of height. Um, you know, there, there are plenty of them. We've seen this type of player before. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, is more along his lines, and Kareem picked up weight. But the fact is, those tall men like that gain stress fractures in their feet and their ankles um, mm-hmm. and in their shins really easy, especially in their feet. And then they're out for, for, um, for a minute, you know. Um, Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis are two that usually get some nagging injuries like that. And I was looking at something that compared those two, um, you know, the uh, the other day. But uh, Wimbyana has win. Okay, Wimby. That's what I want to settle on. To. <laughs> um, he has a long way to go. He has a long he way does. to go. And the expectations, I, I think they were rolled out just as high as they are rolling them out for the Jets. Way too high. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Way too high. But another player also, Ralph Sampson, uh, back in the day. Yep. Never, very talented player, extremely talented mm-hmm. player. But he was one of those seven foot two, three, four guys, however tall he was. But mm-hmm. just got injured, and it just it, it never uh, uh, played out for him. All right, princess, we're gonna switch gears here because I've been hearing a lot of this lately over in the NFL. Um, do you think former NFL quarterback Andrew Luck? Do you think he is a Hall of Famer? You know, um, when I read that today that you wanted to talk about that, I had to think about it because if you just kind of consider overall and the impact and how easy I thought he played the NFL game, um, you 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 would think so. But I don't know um, what he really accomplished besides, you know, five seasons in the league or six seasons in the league. And, and one of those seasons, and I think 17, he missed the entire season, came back in, in 2018 and played all 16 games and had over 4,000 yards um, passing. You you can't discount that. And and in those seasons, he had three or four seasons where he had over 4,000 yards um, passing. You thought that he was going to be, be the next best thing to replace um, Peyton Manning. Um, and, and he did for a while. But injuries got a hold of him, and I think injuries – he can blame on the organization because they didn't get him a whole lot of protection at all. Um, But I I don't see where he has enough for me to put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame for what? I I don't, you know, for winning uh, a conference championship. He never made it to to the NBA, a divisional championship. I mean, NBA. He never made it to a a Super Bowl. Um, So I I think the highest was – a a divisional championship. He never won the AFC championship game and went on to the Super Bowl unless I missed something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know because there's it's, – and this is becoming like a huge thing all of a sudden. You know, like you said, he only played like six or seven seasons or, well, maybe if it's seven and really six because, like you say, he missed the majority of the year of the one season. Um, he was always injured. I, I, this – and there are people who really think he should be in the Hall of Fame. If for whatever reason he got into the Hall of Fame, which I don't know how, um, he's definitely absolutely not a, a first ballot Hall of Fame. But I'm in agreement. I just don't think he did enough. 
You know, it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that he was injured, but he didn't do enough. And I just don't understand how we could talk about him being in the Hall of Famer. There are people who are saying he should be when players like Michael Vick is not in the Hall of Fame, Donovan McNabb is not in the Hall of Fame, um, and there are a few other players who probably should at least be considered to be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not yet in the Hall of Fame. So I cannot, unfortunately, and I know he was selected to the Pro Bowl, I think, four times. He won a, a Comeback Player of the Year award, which just tells you he's a, he's injury-prone if he won a Comeback Player of the Year. Um, but I just can't see how, as talented as he was, and he was a very talented young quarterback at the time, I can't put him in the Hall of Fame. I, I can't put him because I'm putting him above so many players who've been waiting for years to get in the Hall of Fame and has played 10 12, 15 seasons and accomplished way more as far as, you know, getting to Super Bowls and things like that. I can't, or even just NFC uh, uh, conference titles, I can't put him above those guys. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't put him above Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton (laughs) made the Super Bowl. Um, And, you know, since – 2011 leads, uh, you know, all quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns. He's 75. So I can't put him above. If he gets in there, Cam Newton should be knocking on the door before him. Um, Because at least he won the the NFC and went on to the Super Bowl, had a nice run there, and had had a collection of years where he really performed well um, and and had a divisional record. Um, under his belt. So, yeah, I think there's a lot more than than Andrew Luck, for, for sure. Um, I don't think that he has enough meat on the bones for, for a Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely for that one. And just to let everyone know, he is eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2024, which is next year. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he even gets uh, nominated um, to become a potentially become a finalist. Well, that would make him a yeah. first down ballot Hall of Famer. If that mm-hmm. happens, I see a lot of uproar in the world. I could, I could and absolutely there should be. Absolutely. Should be. Absolutely. All right, Princess, I want to switch gears back to the NBA. I know I didn't put this down on our list here, but I wanted to add it in. Because the Epsies were, I believe, was that last night? Or a couple of days yeah. ago? Yeah. Might have been last night. It was um, last your night. Your guy, your guy, <laughs> uh, announced to the world uh, and this is LeBron James, everybody, that he will be back for his 21st year. I just want to get your thoughts on this. And do you felt like he needed to announce this? I, I, that's where I was going to go with this, uh, Brittany. I didn't know that that was an issue or that needed to be said. <laughs> I thought he was already coming back. And, 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 okay, you know, we kept you at the end of the that, that series that you all really just underperform in. Um, uh, against, gosh, who won it? Um, uh, who won in the championship? With Luca Denver? and the rest. Yeah, Denver. There Denver it is. Uh, they underperform against Denver Nuggets, and then he says, you know, after that in the in press conference that, you know, he has to try to, you know, think about what he's going to do next, where he's going. But I, I thought he seized the moment and created some drama for himself to please himself in that one. And I love LeBron James. Love, love, love LeBron James. But I was more impressed last night with the family being up there looking like a family. And, and Savannah 
saying, you know, getting ready to say MS, and then the little girl said, Mom, Mom, Mom. I thought that was just a cute little, <laughs> you know, um, a little um, thing by them. But, no, I think LeBron created that um, for himself and presented it there um, for himself and, and said, everybody, you're all in luck. I will be back. Um, I was not concerned about that. He's already said he wanted to play with his son. Well, you know, his son is now headed to USC for a year, so you assume that he at least has two more years he's going to dedicate. LeBron James created a moment for himself. Yeah, this kind of felt like the whole Miami Heat, uh, I'm taking my turns to Miami type of deal. Um, Look, I don't want to get on LeBron, but um, I'm going to get on him a little bit. Uh, I don't know (laughs) what's going on, LeBron. You don't have to put – any type of message out there, trust me, you, you're you're big enough to where everybody's still paying attention to you. So, but there was no need to announce this because everybody knew it was not one speculation mm-hmm. out in the world where any media member, player, executive, coach, wherever, whoever was thinking that you were not coming back for this next season. Um, maybe the season after that we can start speculating a little bit, but it usually depends on how this particular season coming up goals. Yeah, I don't think he needed to announce that one and um I think people are getting on him a little bit. So but you know, we'll ease off of him because it is LeBron James and I have to give him his props. But just to give him his kudos, twenty one years in the league, that's a very long time. And to continue to play and I know we have reiterated this over and over and over again, but to continue to play at the level that he is playing, this elite level, it is really unheard of. I think there was one other player in the history of the NBA that played 22 years, but they did not play this well um, (laughs) for this long and relatively stay healthy. So it's very, very impressive, and I do have to give him his respect for that. But next time, let us speculate a little bit first before you have to announce it. (laughs) Yeah, I want to give him – I'm going to give him his props too. But, yeah, I I thought that was created by him, and and maybe that's what he – you know, I, that generation feels like they have to do. I have to give him kudos, too. He's in better shape at 39 than Zion, Zion Williamson is at 22 or 23. He's in better shape um, than a lot of players, and he really is still playing above the rim. He's 39 years old and playing above the rim and can dunk with some 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 fierceness still. So I, I don't want to discount him um you know, too much. I, I think he has taken longevity to a new standard, and he has zero body fat, zero, um, and still has a game. Let's see what he can do with it. Let's see if he can stay a little bit healthier than he was um, last year. But that's what Father Time does. The, uh, the older you get, the more those nagging injuries, and you don't recover as well as you used to when you were running around the court up and down and playing, you know, pickup games four and five times a day um, at 17, 18, and 19. That's a, that's a different body at 39. I give him credit, though. I give him credit for being where he is, and I, I think they have a, a formidable team if he can play, um, you know, 70, 70 of those 82 games. Um, I, I think they will be, you know, they can make some noise. Absolutely. I, I really do. I don't. As much as I have a lot of respect for the Denver Nuggets, I don't know if I can see them repeating again this year. I just yeah. think teams are getting healthier. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually think last year they had a pretty 
easier route than most teams in the NBA playoffs. I know people were like, eh, towards me, but just think about it. Look at the teams that they really had to play. I think their size alone, the first round, I can't remember who they played in the first round, but 4 and 0, 4-0, 4-1. So, you know, mm-hmm. where Miami had to play seven games, seven games, uh, or six, seven, seven, and then, you know, it, by the time you get to the finals, you're, 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 you're exhausted. You know, it's, it's exhausting, and then you're already undersized. So, but I don't see a repeat with the Denver Nuggets being in, um, winning the, the finals. So, like you said, if LeBron stays healthy, if AD does what he needs to do, they have an opportunity. I think they also did very well this offseason with free agency. So this is absolutely their opportunity. Yeah. I think they went out and got themselves some height, some muscle, and some girth. And um, the players that they did get from Minnesota um, and, uh, gosh, I forgot where the other one came from. They, you know, they're averaging down the heat. They got Gabe Vincent and they got Torian Prince from Minnesota. Um, you know, they're averaging nine, ten points a game, but, they also are averaging 17, you know, 20 minutes a game, and that gives you some some time to rest LeBron's legs. He had several times this, this past season, um, LeBron left it all out there on the court, and you could see him laying on the court after the game, uh, even in the playoffs. So um, let, let's see what he can do. Absolutely, and they got youth, and that's big. They got some youth on that team. <laughs> yeah. All right, Francis, I yeah. really want to get your, uh, hear your thoughts on this. Shakari Richardson. So recently we had the United States National, uh, what do you say, National Championships? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in Oregon, I believe it was last week. And Shakari Richardson wins the 100 meter final. She came in second mm-hmm. in the 200 meter final. Gabby Thomas beat her. Um, mm-hmm. But this means that she makes the 100 and 200 meter team for the World Championships, which is located in Budapest, and I think about three weeks or so. Just what are your yep. thoughts on Shakari Richardson, you know, just her coming back and overcoming so much? Okay, so let me make sure that I don't sound too petty here. I, I'm happy <laughs> to see her, see her return and have some success. I don't know if she could have gotten any lower than where she was. And for her to have this type of success means she refocused, means she went back to the drawing board, which means she got some help with um, her on the track and off the track demeanor and how she performs. And she's been virtually quiet. She hasn't said a whole lot of trash talking stuff. You can see it, though, when she wins. She's like, yeah, yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. Um so I'm going to give her credit there. I am just not – and I want to see her perform and do well um, in the Nationals. I'm just not a Shakari Richardson fan. I think she's so flamboyant. Um, I think um, – let me just leave it there because anything else will sound, I think, kind of petty and trivial for me. Um, she just seems to – I'm just not attracted to her personality. But I give her credit for refocusing and turning that thing around really quick within a four- to six-month period, and she's smoking people. She's not just winning a tight race. A lot of times she's smoking them. Um, That means 
I give her credit more than they did last year or when the Olympics came up because they said at best her talent was fourth and fifth from the USA. Um, and I don't know if they uh, addressed, uh, you know, asserted that right. Um, she definitely was better than that. And look at her now. She she is one of the best for on the women's um, national team, and she's headed to Budapest. I'm just not a fan for a whole lot of reasons, but I want to see her do well, and I'll and I'll root for it. Yeah, you know, she she does have a, a tough personality, but. You know, I've been following her a lot, and I think deep down she really is a sweetheart. Um, I think sometimes she just doesn't know how – she kind of locks up, I feel like, to the world. So sometimes when you lock up, you get you act a little more hard than what you really are. So, But outside of that, I, I really am. I'm really proud of her. You know, what she went through, what she had to overcome at such a young age um, – you know, that she basically hit rock bottom to be so young, you know, mm-hmm. in the sport that she's dealing with. But not only just within the sport, you know, because she got kicked out um, or disqualified a little bit um, in her personal life as well. She was going through so much trauma in her personal life that we did not know until later on, you know, with the emotional or the verbal and physical abuse that we had no idea from whoever the person that she was with at that time, and for her just to work on herself. And she even comes out and says it, and a lot of her, after her races, she said, I am still so much better emotionally and mentally. You know, I just feel back, I feel good about myself. And she says, I'm not back, I'm better, which is great. Um, I'm hoping she wins the 100, at least the 100 meter. It's going to be tough, mm-hmm. you know, because she's going against the best of the best. And I think mm-hmm. she's right there. But it's interesting because a former big-time track star, I can't think of his name right now, um, he used to be rivals with Usain Bolt, um, the old guy. can't think of his name. But he would train with her. And he said in practice, literally, I have seen her almost break uh, Flo Joe's record. Came this yeah. close to almost breaking Flo Joe's record. And he said, once she gets herself together and really figures it out and puts it all together, he would not be surprised if she's the one that ends up breaking her record, which is amazing because I believe her record was 1047 or 1048, which is very yeah, Somewhere it's 1042, 1047, somewhere in there. And I think, yeah, that's actually one of those. But you're correct. Um, uh, and I've heard, and I think that's Dennis Mitchell that said that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and and again, I got to give her credit, and I like what she said. I'm I'm not back. I'm better. Um, and if mm-hmm. she, it, to me, she won me over with this one, and that is, I, I can say this: she stopped cursing and going live on Twitter and TikTok, and you know, and, and saying MF and cursing like, no, 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 no. That's not what we want young ladies to do. And there's still a thing out there of having some type of grace. I give her that. I give her that. And her talent speaks for itself. And I'm encouraged because I want the U.S. to come back and dominate the Jamaican women. The Jamaican women in the sprint um, um, sports have really taken it to um, America and the world. And I'd like to see um, the United States come back. And if Shakira Richardson is, is, is a part of that success, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, same here. I, I am. So just keep going on the right track that you're going, Shakari Richardson, and 
we will, or she carries, I might have said it wrong, um, we, and we're all here to support you, but we do love yeah. the progression, and she's maturing, just like any other kid out yeah. here. She's maturing, and it comes with time and with process, so progress, excuse me. All right, Princess, last thing before we close out here, I want to do the mm-hmm. ultimate goal. You know the ultimate goal is my new favorite thing now. So for those who mm-hmm. are new to the show, the ultimate goal is where I give about four or five athletes, I say about four or five athletes, and Princess mm-hmm. will tell me who she thinks is the goat of all goats amongst these four or five athletes. Okay. So, ready? Yeah. The first one is Bo Jackson, mm-hmm. Arthur Ashe, mm-hmm. Carl Lewis, Mm-hmm. Or Floyd Mayweather Jr. Who do you think is the oh, goat wow. of all goats amongst those? Well, I'm gonna go Bo Jackson. Um, I, I thought um, what he did, and he was Bo Jackson before Deion Sanders did this, but what he did on the baseball field and on the diamond, and then on the football field, I thought was was um, avant-garde, and it was at that time. Um, he he just was that athlete. Um, I I give Fort Mayweather just a little less because of everything that I think he encompasses, and and we don't have enough time for that. Um, Arthur Ashe just has my heart, and 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 I got a chance to see someone that looked like me um, on the tennis court at, court at Wimbledon, and then who was the other one in that group? Um, come Carl Lewis. Um. Yeah, I'm going Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> it is so hard to pick against Bo Jackson. I'm not going to lie. Bo Jackson, oh, yeah. athletic talent oh, wise, yeah. he's just amazing. And just what cut him short was injury. Isn't he never had yeah. that serious hip injury? Um, I think we would be saying another story about who was one of the greatest, not only running backs but just NFL players. Period. And not just in football, but in baseball also. It's hard to ever forget the highlight of when he's running up that wall like he's Bruce Leroy. I say Bruce Leroy because he's black, of course, (laughs) Um, and to catch that baseball. That, to me, is just amazing. But I have to go with, for this one, um, for some reason, I don't know why I think tennis players are always underrated at times. And I think people don't see them necessarily as athletes. And I'm like, they have to have so much agility because they have to cut back and forth constantly. And that is so, so hard on a tennis court. But I got to go with Arthur Ashe. I mean, he won, what, I think, three Grand Slam single titles. I think he has 18 career titles. And he's also the only black man ever to win at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, Hmm. and the Australian Open. I believe to this day, I know the one guy is in one, I think he's still in the race. I'm not sure if he lost or not, and I was rooting for him. I can't think of Eubanks. him right now. Yeah. Eubanks. He, yeah, he, he lost lose. yesterday. Ah, mm-hmm. see, he lost. Yeah. Um, like Arthur Ashe, he's just so great, and so many people looked up to him um, and followed behind him. I know my mom was a huge Arthur Ashe fan. She played uh, tennis along with a few other sports, and she was somebody, Brittany, look at Arthur Ashe. <laughs> So um, it was unfortunate <laughs> that we did lose him, I believe, in the early 90s um, due to, to cancer. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, due to cancer. So it's very unfortunate, but he was such a talent. He was such a, such a talent. And he was an activist, you know, off yes. the court, but co- correct, he was. He was such a talent, and um, he wore that afro well and represented us well and was just, um, I don't know, such such a professional such a professional too. Um and he was able to um to win at a at a intellectual sport and a, a sport that doesn't see a whole lot of us break through and he did. Um in the in the seventies and eighties, you know. So congratulations, yeah. Yes, he was the male version of uh, Serena and Venus before them, mm-hmm. before they ever even were thought of at the time. So, but yes, uh, kudos to Arthur, or shout out, I should say shout out to Arthur Ashe and Bo Jackson and the rest of these mm-hmm. athletes. But Princess, I'm going to throw it over to you. Amen. That's our 30 minute show for tonight, Brittany. Thank you. I appreciate that. We had a great week of broadcasting. A shout out to the guys we had on is happening in sports with Tommy Bowden and, and Coach Wise and Ambrose and even Coach Donald Healy, um, Dr. Donald Ely Hill um, or Hill Ely. Um, friend. He is now Director of Communications at Georgia Tech um, and the football department. So um, that, that's our week, though. We're going to come back strong um, next week on Monday. Brittany, thank you. Have a great um, week and in, in, in time off. Congratulations on your new um, purchase. That is awesome for thank someone at, at, at your age. I am proud. Tell mom I'm proud of them for directing your path and giving you the formula to get it done. So we will be back with She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess the Thursday to kick off before Labor Day, and that kicks off college football. And I think football, college football will be on that Wednesday. But we're going to kick it off that Thursday. Um, we'll be back then, and that is somewhere around August 26th, 25th, somewhere in there. That's when we'll be back. We're going to take a break and refresh and get a new intro and give Brittany some time to adjust her sales to her new status now. Um, she's bougie <laughs> now, everybody. She's bougie now. Yes. And shout out <laughs> to my aunt. Um, I have a new nickname, guys. Don't I, I don't want to hear y'all say it, though. But she does call me a hoe. Wait a minute. And it stands for homeowner. That's H-O. Just yeah. Sure you understand that. Let's get there. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you so much, Princess. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Proud to know you. All right, Brittany, have a great weekend. Enjoy your time off. Get moved in and let me know what you need as as a housewarming gift. I'm in for sure. Okay? <laughs> All right, I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Never had a so good sports radio. We'll see everybody on Monday. And she knows sports with Brittany and Princess will be back the Thursday to kick off college football before Labor Day. Never had it so good. <laughs>